Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, September 26th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, did you hear it's on? Fox News confirming that Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom, they're going to go head to head in a debate. It's going to be moderated by Sean Hannity. It's going to take place on November 30th. It's going to be a 90-minute debate, and it's going to air during Hannity's show. This seems way more interesting than the Republican debate coming up Wednesday. You think so? Aren't I mean, I'll, I'll, I put it to you, Greg. What do you, what, I mean, to me, I'm way more intrigued by this than I am the debate coming up Wednesday. Uh, why are you more intrigued by this? Because I think you will get a a very different view of the world. Mm. You will get a very different view of how we make the world, whatever you espouse that you want it to be. And I think you will get a lot less pandering because most mm. of that Republican debate, the first one, and I'm sure this one will be the same, is pandering. It's just the talking And points. it's too much noise. You'll have two people on the stage. They have to answer the question. How the hell did Doug Burgum make it again, Casey? Did he really? He, that's what they said on the top of the hour news. Well, he must have got all the amount of donors and money that was required and, you know. Who is the person? Mother's maiden name and he had the right blood type. Especially and, after the first debate, who is the person that's keeping Doug Burgum alive at this point politically? <laughs> like, what What are you doing? Who's that person Why? who's like, I need to give a lot of money for him to be in the debate? I think it's really interesting that Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom are going to debate. Uh, I don't know if this, is this a good move by Ron DeSantis? I mean, Gavin Newsom currently not running he has until october 15th to file the paperwork it's a it's it's an example of a win for all parties and that's pretty rare but this is one where everybody's going to get something out of it so if you're fox news you get programming Mm -hmm. uh, you know specialty programming people will watch if you're ron DeSantis, you get an opportunity to step out of the shadow of trump yeah and show people, hey, I'm a fighter. I, you know, I'm a, I'm an accomplished governor. I, you know, if you're a conservative, I'm, I'm your guy. And if you're Gavin Newsom, you get an open lane to promote radical leftism. And no matter what you do, you're going to be perceived as a winner on the left because you're walking into Fox News. And Newsom will say, look, I'm a fighter. I went into Fox News. I took this guy on with Sean Hannity. I don't care. Sure. Uh, Newsom has also said that this could be like two against one. Because if Sean Hannity is the moderator, he might tend to lead more towards Ron DeSantis' side. But isn't this a situation where it's the far right debating the far left? Yes, it's interesting. And two people who will be able to articulate, actually, where they stand. Well, and you just touched on a, a interesting point, which is when you will see Greasy Gavin and DeSantis up there together, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say about uh, Newsom, he's a good-looking dude and he can speak. Right. Yeah. And you're whatever you want to say about DeSantis. He's a very accomplished governor and he's not going to be, you know, on true social media saying that essentially MSNBC and NBC are terrorists or whatever Trump said. You're going to get a normal two normal looking people have a very spirited yet probably very respectful 
back and forth of very different views of the country. And it will be interesting when you compare and contrast that with what you will see with Trump and Biden. Do people finally see this and go, eh, maybe I do want something different. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to move the needle in this. I think it's I think it's ultimately in terms of running for public office more beneficial for Newsom than it is DeSantis because I don't think there's anything DeSantis can do that'll break the Trump people from DeSantis. I think Newsom can really showcase without saying I'm running for public office mm-hmm. and people see that go, wow, boy, we'd rather have that. Well, he will have to have the paperwork filed by the time the debate takes place. So maybe... There will be a different. There will be a different consequence at that point. Interesting. It's an. That's an interesting point. Um, There's no way Biden's getting out. They're too far along. When these people go, well, what if? Okay, there may be a world in which Biden, you know, and I'm doing air quotes here, suddenly becomes ill, Mm -hmm. or you know, but there's no way Biden is just going to be like LBJ and go, I will not seek re-election. They're too far down this road. You're too far into the thing to just pull out well i think that there's a lot the dnc i mean the the jeff bezos things the washington post poll yesterday and of course all the questions based on how they're asked really says something because you've got the washington post now coming out saying you're underwater dude and if they're not supporting him the only person who doesn't realize that he shouldn't be running for president is joe biden himself i think this will be the desantis newsom debate will be a tougher debate for ron desantis because gavin newsom you know he's kind of got that that greasy gavin that snake oil salesman he'll be able to close the deal perhaps better than DeSantis. Yeah, and there's but there's and there's uh if you're on the left, there's nothing Biden offers you that you can't get somewhere else. There, there's not there's nothing when you look at Biden, it's not like his politics with Bernie Sanders, yes, he's a delusional old fool and looks like he's a million years old, but you look at Bernie Sanders and you go, "Well, that dude's the godfather of modern socialism in America. We love Bernie." Nobody believes that with Biden. Nobody believes. Biden doesn't even know what he is. Biden is whatever room he's in at the moment, whatever he can remember was told to him before he went out on stage. Mm -hmm. There's nothing with Biden that you can't get somewhere else versus with Trump, the persona, the charisma, the attitude, the fight. That is something you can't get somewhere else, which draws people to him. So if you're a Democrat voter, don't you look at Newsom and go, well, I can still get the same leftism. And mm-hmm. Newsom actually, like Biden, believes it. And and knows where he is. Sure. Yeah. And by the way, yes, Steve in the YouTube chat asked, and we used to talk about this all the time, uh, is it true that Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to Gruesome Newsom? Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to Gavin Newsom. Okay, so uh, NBC News is reporting that Hillary Clinton, in a oh. private meeting with Joe Biden, oh. warned him that third-party candidates could be disastrous for him in the White House. Don't you love it? Yeah, it's it's not Biden that's disastrous for his future. It's not that he doesn't know where he's at or he's he's telling stories that didn't happen or he's being super, like, racist in his speeches or that the fact that the country is generally just a giant pile of crap right now. Uh, it's the third party that could do you in, Joe. You better be very careful about that. Well, she's specifically talking about Cornell West and Bernie Sanders. And they could flank Biden on the left or this no labels group hoping to get someone moderate on the general election ballot could take just a couple percentage points away from Biden. And that will just elevate. They're already they're already setting up the excuse train, aren't they? Pay no attention to the fact that the guy has a 37 percent approval rating 
it's the no labels guys that are going to be your going to do it. Well, I mean, Hillary Clinton was already setting up the excuse train when she was saying, oh, Russian interference again. We know Putin's going to do it again. I mean, she's being proactive with that already. What's Hillary's interest in all of this? I mean, the, the Clinton Foundation. I, I, maybe that's it. But I mean, they can't need money at this point. I mean, they're a gajillion years old and they're super rich. And I mean, what is the grift? They just... Is that it? Is the grift her interest in all of this? I would think so. I mean, wasn't it just reported that they were going to give a bunch of money to the Clinton Foundation and then the Clinton Foundation was going to funnel that back out to Ukraine? Uh, that was what you had told me. Now, that would not surprise me. And boy, the Clinton Foundation sure just has a, a great track record of helping all sorts of people, Casey. I'm sure you can just off the top of your head name the millions of people who have been helped by the Clinton Foundation over the years. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> Oh, wait, you can't. (laughs) Nor can anyone else. (laughs) Okay, so it's also being reported that uh, Biden is bankrolling Ukraine's first responders, stores, schools, and farms (laughs) with the $10 billion aid package. (laughs) You know. And this this is not, so all this money we're sending there, it's not just military funding. Like the Super Bowl halftime show, which they announced the other day, Usher's going to play. It's always the Super Bowl halftime show brought to you by whatever or mm-hmm. the so-and-so Super Bowl halftime show. And I think they kind of, you know, change over the years how they've worded it. They ought to just say the Ukraine brought to you by the United States of America. Well, did you see, uh, what was it, Sunday, the New York Jets played? They had the Ukraine flag on their helmet. And what happened? They lost. L-O-S-T, Casey, because that whole Ukraine thing is for losers and the Jets are for losers. Lost. L-O-S-T. Well, it wasn't even an American flag on their helmet. No, because what? The National Football League? Casey. Well. Not in which which nation? The Casey. Casey. The the government has made it very clear. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden. They've all made it abundantly clear. I mean, Kevin McCarthy, I guess, is going to keep giving them the money. So throw him in there. Ukraine and their people are way more important than America and and its citizens. They've said it. Mitch McConnell literally said the most important thing to Republicans is the continued funding of the Ukraine. Period. End of story. Can't feed your family? Doesn't matter. Can't pay your rent? Doesn't matter. Can't afford gas to get to work? Doesn't matter. Uh, Illegal immigrants by the millions pouring across the southern border? Doesn't matter. The number one thing to Republicans is Ukraine. And if that's Republicans, what do you think it is to Democrats? Uh, Well, part of this is so that the Ukraine fashion brands can participate in Paris Fashion Week. The what? Yeah. You heard me. Ukrainian fashion wait, brands. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this country's at war and every day is a fight for our lives and they've got fashion. They're concerned about fashion brands? Yeah, because some of this aid package goes to their fashion stores. <laughs> That's what happens when you have zero accountability. Where does the money go? It's going to Paris wow. Fashion Week. 16 after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> Good morning. It is 19 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us today. So the country was thriving. That's what Joe Rogan said. He said more things were getting done when Donald Trump was president, unemployment was down, and regulations were relaxed. Is he right? 
he's right pre-COVID. I mean, it's like, oh, it's the game of reasonable expectations. And my level of reasonable expectation, I don't think is the same as the average uninformed, uninvolved American. We were running almost trillion dollar deficits or over trillion dollar deficits pre-COVID, which is unacceptable and inexcusable. But to try to move the average person on that who probably couldn't even tell you outside of who the president is, couldn't tell you who their state rep or state senator or even U.S. rep. I mean, to try to educate that person on the dangers of running trillion dollar deficits, I mean, you just it'd be easier trying to explain it to my 13 week old baby. I mean, it's a, it's just, it's a, it's a fool's errand. So I guess by the standard of the, the diluted expectation that we have for a politician, I guess, but I'm not going to lie to our audience and go, everything was really great before COVID because Trump made a lot of mistakes pre COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Rogan uh, has said that he is with Trump. Oh, so he's changed his mind because mm-hmm. wasn't he, a Bernie Sanders guy, wasn't he? I don't. Uh, tr- he was kind of waiting, waiting see guy. He was totally Bernie Sanders though pr- the last time around. He was totally for. So now he's for Trump. He said he'd get my vote before Biden. Yes, Kev. Uh, I was gonna say he did say that he would vote for Trump over Biden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know if he's necessarily for him. Just if he had to choose between the two, he. Would oh, vote okay. For Trump. Do we have audio? We maybe, do. Maybe that'll be provide well, some we, we do, and here he is laying out why. Well, just look at what Trump's policies were. And then, obviously, COVID hits. There's a lot to that. The lockdowns, the, the economic collapse, all the shit that came with that. that all, none of that is good. And then Trump holds up this, like, hope to bring us back to where we were when he was in office. You're not going to beat that. I don't think they're going to beat that. I don't, I don't think – when you look at the Russia collusion, when you look at the Steele dossier, when you look at all the bullshit they tried to throw at him that we now know is bullshit, not just bullshit, yeah. but coordinated bullshit. When you look at the fact that they suppressed these Hunter Biden laptop story and that 51 intelligence agency representatives signed off on that to say that this was Russian disinformation, which we know they know is not true. That's scary because now you have the intelligence agencies colluding to keep a guy from being president that was president during a time where the country was thriving economically. This is you're not going to beat that guy. Would you? Would he get your vote? He'd get my vote before. <laughs> excuse me. He'd get my vote before Biden. I said that before. I don't think that. I I never thought that Biden was going to make it. I never I never thought that he was going to be functional. You know, like regardless of what what kind of power the president actually has, and it appears under Trump, the president has a lot more power than we think they do. But under Biden, it's like he's handled. Like he's just out there yeah. talking and saying, the real problem is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, what he's done is terrible. He didn't offer. It's all nonsense. It's like you, everyone's treating him with kid gloves because they don't want to prop up Trump. They don't want to go after him because it'll weaken the Democratic Party. Okay, Kev, you're the target audience for this guy. Does he speak to you? Does he speak for the 25 to 45 year old? Male, that I mean, is he speaking your language? Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree. Is Trump so? Here's what the question is: mm-hmm. Is Biden so that was Biden's job performance so despised that people will vote for Trump who they also despise? Is that is, have I narrowed the election down to the I, question? I think so. I think that there's a lot of people who see what Joe Biden has done has been so awful that even if they weren't a Trump supporter before. 
they're looking back on nostalgia and going, well, you know, he's the less of the two evils. Is that it? Yeah, I think probably the more middle of the road, moderate people would maybe vote for Trump over Biden this time or just vote for an independent candidate. And it's the economy, right? I mean, I think that would. Yeah. To boil it down to you. Yeah. It's the economy because they look back and go, well, you know what? I wasn't paying almost four dollars for a gallon of gas before. Because I would vote, I've said this many times, I would vote for a potato skin (laughs) against Biden. I mean, unless it's, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe if it were Christie of the people who are actually running for Pence, because Pence is a big fat phony and a liar and that's been well documented. I guess other than those two, probably anybody else that's on that stage, I would probably vote for, I mean, obviously would never vote for Biden. I might leave it blank. Mm -hmm. But... Do we really think Trump's going to actually accomplish anything if he gets reelected? Let's just say the world, the world where this plays out. What is Trump going to actually be able to accomplish? What do we think? Well, for one, he'll keep himself out of jail. So that's a big accomplishment for that's him. That's for him. That's not for yeah. me, Casey. Yeah. But if he relaxes regulations like he did before, I mean, Biden's out saying, oh, I created 13 million jobs. Oh, okay. Weren't nine or 10 of that? Wasn't that pandemic stuff? Sure, he didn't create uh, the jobs came back because they reopened right, society. Exactly, which Trump shut down. And I know people are going to get mad when they say Trump didn't do anything. Trump gave the governors the money to shut the society down. There's no way Eric Holcomb or Cuomo or any of these other states would have shut their societies down without the bribe money from the federal government. Trump is not innocent in what happened during COVID. No, but there's the Ukraine aspect to this. And when asked about that, Trump said he wants people to stop dying. And he has claimed that he would have peace talks within 24 hours, right? Well, you know, you're not getting that right now with Joe Biden. They just keep sending more money over there. And that is costing Americans every day. You think the average person is convinced that if Donald Trump were to be elected president, that Putin within 24 hours would go, whoa, shoot, he's right. Yeah. It was wrong for us to, to wage this years-long military conflict and that have cost us you know, tens of thousands of lives and billions of dollars and uh, made us super vulnerable and, and totally subservient to China. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I just didn't. It was all about we didn't want to deal with Biden. Why did Putin wait to do it until Joe Biden was in office? I, I understand that, Casey, but I'm saying you think now at this point, and I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with you, if Trump were there, it probably would not have happened. But it did happen, and Putin is not going to just be like, yeah, you're right. We're done here. Sorry for partying. Whoops. I get the feeling that a lot of more, a lot of people believe that Trump would be more successful at ending that than Joe uh, Biden look, has he could, been. He, I, guess, I, I guess he couldn't be any worse. Right. All I'm saying is the things on the things that matter to me most, which is the spending and the growth of government, mm-hmm. which are the two triggers of the key issue now, which is the affordability of everything. There's nothing Donald Trump has done where you would look at and go, boy, he's really going to get, he is really going to get a handle on this. And so I am not overly optimistic, no matter who wins, that the country's going to move in a markedly better direction. It is 1027. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1031. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Coming up at 11, we've got our good friend Bill Demery who's going to join us. We're going to talk about uh, the debt reaching $33 trillion and what that means to you.
But uh, Donald Trump, besides doing some gun shopping yesterday in South Carolina, he was giving speeches. And uh, did you hear when he was talking about Lindsey Graham, how Lindsey Graham got booed again? Uh, That just broke my heart, Casey. Yeah, he didn't like that. Terrible. Do we have audio of that? Yeah, we do. Another man who's always there. He's always, I'll tell you what, when I need help on the left, he's great. He's great. And he's my friend, too. Lindsey Graham, wherever you are. Lindsey. Thank you. Oh, no, no. He helps me on the left. We need help sometimes. Republicans shouldn't need help on the left, but he helps. He just kept going. I just love that he just kept going. He helps me on the left. Uh, That, to me, sounds like a man who's already won the nomination. Like, he, he, he's talking like, I'm, I'm the guy. He helps me on the left. No, no, he's a good guy. We need him. Well, Tony, you know, it was interesting. Tony was kind of breaking down the uh, the various polls coming in and showing what an overwhelming lead Trump has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've long said Iowa's its own animal, and you never know until the votes are counted there because of the way the caucus works. And, you know, it's very important to get t- turnout there and being somebody's second choice matters, which is different than anywhere else. And But, I mean, you look at these polls, and it's like, you know, 45% lead, 40% lead, 48% lead. I mean, he's somewhere between 40 and 48 points on mm-hmm. most of these polls. How could you lose that at this point? What could Trump do at this point that someone would say, that's it, I'm done here? Just stop talking and let Biden keep making mistakes. I mean— And that gap will just continue to widen. I mean, what? but what could he even do at this point if you are a Trump voter? What could Trump even do that you would say, well, that's it, that's the last straw, I'm done here? I mean, it doesn't matter— what he says, I mean, he can't say whether he thinks about the men and women, about, you know, men or women. He can't give you a clear answer on that. He's going after the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, like, these are kind of cores of the conservative existence, and he's still winning overwhelmingly. So at this point, what what could he even do? What What would it be? I'd be fascinated to know. What would be the final straw for many people? Biden's campaign uh, chairman is campaign manager was saying that he was a little concerned about the polls showing that big gap between Biden and Trump. So Chris Coons is a senator from Delaware. I think Chris Coons actually took Biden's place when he became the vice president of the United States and uh, the rare act of maybe random confused accidental honesty. Right now, the polls head to head are more concerning than I would expect, but I would so much rather be in this position of having an incredible record for our president to run on. He would not rather be in that position. He's saying that he wants to have this incredible record to run on, and they keep going back to the messaging, right? They keep saying, well, people just don't understand. The economy's working. It just hasn't caught up to you yet. I mean, was that was Pete Buttigieg's message? Well, and and what else? Like, what else do you have, right? I mean, there's not there's nothing you can point to to go. Your life is really, really better because fill in the blank. There's mm-hmm. there's no there's always the pivot of this little pocket of existence is doing better, and maybe you're doing worse. But hey, these guys are doing better, and it's a vote. And then it becomes a voter turnout operation. In the case of Biden, there's nothing. There's not one pocket of America. Unless you're somebody in the military industrial complex making huge money off all the money being sent to Ukraine, where you're going, wow, I'm really excited and and totally optimistic about the about the direction of the country. So he says that they're concerning, but we're glad we're in this position 
because we've got a good message to put out. And I guess you would ask the same question about Biden that we ask about Trump, and I've asked this many times. Other than drill, baby drill, Mm -hmm. what's... What have you heard? What's Trump's vision? What's Trump's plan for the country? What on t- on taxes, on spending, uh, you know, on a whole host of issues? I can't, and I'm not being flippant or facetious, Casey. I genuinely cannot tell you what Donald Trump's plan is if you if you reelect me. Like what I knew the first time Trump was running, I knew Trump's plan on A, B, C, and D. Did I agree with every single one of the things? No, but I knew what it was, and I could say as a collective, this seemed like a much better vision for America than the guy he's running against. What I can't tell you what Trump's vision is. Same thing for Biden. What is Biden's plan? If you reelect me, I will fill in the blank. This also reminds me of the mayoral race here in Indianapolis. Yes. Where all Jefferson Shreve had to do was come out and say, I'm not that guy. Right. That's correct. And that's all Trump has to say. Which is inter- I'm not that guy. Well, and it's interesting now that Shreve is running ads on this radio station and on many other places where he's finally questioning where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Mm-hmm. And my, my question to him, of course, he's never going to come back on the show, would be, why didn't you start with that? Like, why, why? Is it too late? Oh, in my mind, and we'll see. Abdul's going to do a poll that's supposed to be out next week. We'll see where that lies. But, you know, I've been told by multiple people that the door knocking is going very rough, mm-hmm. that it is not good, that they're getting a lot of pushback from Republicans. Why wouldn't that have been your opening salvo? Hey, something we can all get behind. Certainly you unify the Republican base and you start really unifying people in the sense of we should all agree we demand to know where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. And then the entire campaign becomes about until Joe Hogsett effectively answers that question, which he won't mm-hmm. because he can't. Where was Joe Hogsett during the riots? The media narrative. You, you, Jefferson Shreve had enough money to make the media narrative. Where was Joe Hogsett during the riots? And then, then we get into the next, you know, look, Casey, I don't know if you know, I've got a pretty good track record of winning elections. Mm-hmm. And winning elections is about two things. Your vision and defining the other guy how you want him defined. And Jefferson Shreve gave up both of those things when his opening salvo was to talk about how law-abiding gun owners are the problem. Well, his opening salvo was, I'm the same as the other guy. Yes! So there's no differentiation between you're, them. You're right. 100, you're, you're 100% correct. And so, uh, look, I maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. I mean, I just there's no... A big portion of winning, especially as an underdog, and Greg Ballard was the best example that I can can tell people of. In 2007, Greg Ballard had the same, entered with the same uphill challenge that Jefferson Shreve did, which is, hey, it's a predominantly blue city, and you've got a whole bunch of things working against you, and the county party is largely inept, and blah, blah, blah. Greg Ballard gave people a reason to believe in him. Hey, he's a tough-talking Marine, and he's going to go into places that Republicans don't normally go, and he's going to make pitches to people Republicans don't normally make pitches to. And you can believe that this guy will have a puncher's chance to win, and he will be a fighter if he gets in there. So Nobody uh, believes that about Jefferson Shreve. So are you saying that Greg Ballard made the left come to him, where it sounds like right now Jefferson Shreve is going to the left. Right. Yes. Greg Ballard went into these, you know, predominantly African-American communities and Mm -hmm. churches and other places and said, all I got to do is pull off like 30% of the people here. And if I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get everyone and I'm not under delusion that I'm even going to win these areas I'm at, but if I can win enough and then I can make people believe in me that, you know, Hope and optimism is a huge part of a campaign. It's door knockers. It's signs. You know, it's, it's manning booths at fairs and festivals. 
There's nothing about Jefferson Shreve. And so I would say the same thing about Joe Biden. There's nothing about Joe Biden that you would go, if you're on the left, wow, I'm really excited for four more years of that. Yes. That guy. Hope and optimism. Well, and I think maybe that's the chord that Trump is striking with a lot of people. Hey, I'm not that guy. Somebody I do have hope and optimism for, that was Jason Hammer. He's coming up next. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Jason Hammer joins us in the studio from the number one rated Hammer and Nigel program. Okay, so there is the Hogsett Jefferson Shreve debate that's coming up on October 23rd, 6 p.m. Wish TV. They have to ask where he was during the riots. Whoever It's Phil. Phil, mm-hmm. like Phil's one of the moderators. There's no way Phil Sanchez, being a great journalist that he is, is not going to ask Joe Hogsett, where were you during the riots? I mean, she's okay. running ads about this. Let's just for argument's sake say that Phil doesn't. I don't know what he's going to ask, but let's say that he doesn't. If you're Jefferson Shreve, mm-hmm. don't you bring that up in one of your answers? Right out of the gate. Every answer should be, where were you during the riots? You're spending a gajillion dollars on this radio station mm-hmm. and TV and everything else asking the question, how does every answer not involve pinning Joe Hogsett down on where he was during the riots? And now that Jefferson Shreve is finally running ads that ask where Joe Hogsett was during the riots... Where are all the other TV stations? Now, Wish TV's Alexis, we played the audio. She did ask Joe Hogsett to his face, where were you during the riots? And he gave some cockamamie answer that he was at home supervising, which we have (laughs) colleagues that say that's a complete lie because they've spoken to people who may or may not have been in another location with him. And there's absolutely no verifiable trail whatsoever that he was supervising because now it's come out through our buddy Robert Evans that Joe Hogsett does, I guess, city business on a personal email account so that you can't track him or trace him or Hmm. it's much harder to do. But there's no verifiable anything of him emailing, texting, phone calling, nothing leading during the riots whatsoever. Because you can't send a FOIA request for a personal email Hmm. and that's what Boss Hogsett did when he was doing business. Now, if somebody could find an email that Joe Hawksett was doing from his personal account that had city business attached to it, then you've got him. But everybody over there, they're on the same team. Like, you got to tip your hat to the, the shady Hogsett administration. They know how to cheat. They know how to hide things. And they're pretty good at it. But it ultimately rests on the media in this city because if everybody teamed up, old two, like, let's take old two L's, for example. The dumpster diving guy <laughs> at Channel 13. Yeah, who, who uh, incorrectly just dug to the ends of the earth to try to prove you guys wrong about Camp Atterbury. And then when he was wrong. Uh, did you guys ever even get an apology? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> Think of two L's put the same effort into dumpster Finding diving on Hogsett that he tried to do on you guys in Camp Atterbury. Even if you guys had been wrong, 
You're not in the government. You have no power over anyone. And that guy about had an aneurysm Mm -hmm. trying to prove you guys incorrect. But when it's Hawks at the mayor, who no one knows where he is during the riots, oh, nothing from old two L's or anybody else in this city. Well, because that's not the narrative that he's promoting. Right. So many people were on the take for that Atterbury thing, right? Like, I had folks that were coming at me like... That day, you don't know what you're talking about. Please stop. And it was so out of character for them. You could tell they were told, don't tell anybody about what's happening. We're getting a lot of money here. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth and play ball. And the stories I was getting from folks... You know, no pun intended, boots on the ground yeah. at Atterbury were like, yeah, this is what's really happening. And the government, believe it or not, proved me right. So Channel 13 was wrong about that. But Rob, you're absolutely right. Think about all the effort they went into to carry the water for the Afghan refugees down at Atterbury. Joe Hawkset was missing during riots. This is the capital city. This is a city that has hosted a Super Bowl. We have the Final Four on a regular basis. We host the world's largest one-day sporting event. The mayor went missing while businesses Mm -hmm. were being looted, fires were being set, and windows were broken, and it's crickets. Damn crickets from most of the media in the city. And everybody knows the rumors that are out there and the allegations that have made by by mainstream people, right, about where Joe Hawks it was. How could you not be just a little curious? But then you get the thing in Indie Star where random confused accidental act of journalism breaks out. She asks him the him being Hawks at the question. He gives this pathetically ridiculous non-answer, and there's no follow-up. Like, sir, that is not an answer. Let me do you need me to rephrase the question? Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where the guy was, and he can't provide an answer. And now you've got the opponent of that guy running ads that say, no photo for Joe during the riots. Where was he? He was nowhere to be found, which that should have been happening months ago, Absolutely. but that's a separate discussion. But you would think that would trigger one of these investigative offices around Indy. Every TV station has their investigative reporters. And as of right now, Wish TV was the only one that has asked Joe Hawkset to his face, where were you during the riots? You think, uh, uh, and obviously he's not going to come on this show or your show and answer, but you think Shreve regrets listening to the big guy? I mean, the big the big guy. The, yeah, that the, the porky fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we say the big guy, we're... we're and I can say the- this because I am fat too, so like... <laughs> you don't no, mean Joe Biden. Yeah. No, like yeah. Abdul can say things about the black community we can't say. I can say things about fat people because I am one. There's a fat guy helping his, his campaign. <laughs> Do you think he regrets listening to... See I teed that up for you. Thank That's you. That's why we work well together. Uh, do you think he regrets now because he's doing the thing we said he should have done from the beginning, which clearly tells me his internals aren't showing that going after law-abiding gun owners and talking about abortion was really moving the needle in his behalf. Do you think he's sitting there going, man, I got some really crappy advice from these establishment Marion County Republicans because he's doing the thing he should have done from the beginning? But he's not alone. And this is what we have found out in this process. If you think Jefferson Shreve is just the unicorn, the Republican who's wanting gun control, 
Welcome to the party, Bal, because he's not alone. The fat guy that we talked about, he's one of them. And the new chick that's going to be like the chair of the GOP. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Fat guy used to work at Hathaway's campaign yeah. or her office. Oh, yeah. And all of them, they're the same. They're anti-2A Republicans. Now, listen, if you're not a gun person, that's fine. I understand it. Not everybody is a gun person that's a Republican. But don't run a campaign right out of the gate that blames law-abiding citizens Mm -hmm. for this mess on the circle. He couldn't wait to do that. That was the first damn thing he did. And as Rob points out all the time, he sure as hell didn't do that in the primary. What if he came out and he said, I made a mistake, that was the wrong move, I'm changing directions. Why should I believe him now? Mm. Like, what has he done now to warrant the trust? And... People ask me all the time, will you be mad if Jefferson Shreve wins the election? I won't, because Joe Hogsett sucks that bad. But I really don't think it's going to be much of a difference. That's the thing. I've got two guys here. One of them we know is just an absolute dumpster fire in Joe Hogsett. The other one blames people like me for the problems out here. Like it's my fault that these repeat offenders keep getting let out. But I'm a law-abiding citizen who owns a gun, who's never been arrested. And hot damn, he could not wait Mm -hmm. to talk about that as the crux of his campaign. All right, can we switch gears for a second? I've got to just air a grievance here for a moment. Oh, it's Festivus, the airing of grievances. And it's not at you. Uh, You know, you you, got a lot of problems with these people. Look, here's the thing. Okay, so uh, Hammer, thanks to his sports betting prowess, helped me hit a four leg parlay on Sunday for the Mm -hmm. NFL, put a whole bunch of money in my account. So I look at it, hey, I'm playing with house money. and so the last couple Sunday night and then Monday night football, I said, hey, let's throw a few a few coins on whatever game you want to pick. And that way it'll give us a rooting interest. And it's, uh, you know, three hours of entertainment for a very small You're playing with profits. Right. Exactly. I'm not losing anything. Sure. Even. The NFL stinks. These games <laughs> stink. Like I'm watching these games and I am trying very passionately to be interested in them because I have money on them. And I'll tell you what, that Raiders Steelers game was a turd. That Bucks Eagles game was a turd. That Rams uh, Bengals game was a turd. I've I'm buying my way into interest. And you know how I am with money, Casey. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling to get through them. They You're saying the white Bengal uniforms weren't enough for the, you? The national game, that 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 Chiefs-Bears game. St- I mean, these games stink. There are some bad teams and bad quarterbacks in this league. Like when people say, I can't believe that Patrick Mahomes make this money or whoever... If you're a good quarterback, you deserve it because we've seen some bad quarterback play in some of these prime time games. I mean, I was on the struggle bus Sunday night to stay awake to the end of that Steelers Raiders game. And the bet I had went right down to the very end. And it's like this play is so bad and it is so bad boring and the coaching too you're down eight (laughs) at the five yard line and josh mcdaniels who was this close to being the colts head coach at one point says nah we better kick a field goal yeah and then shockingly they never got the ball back well and then you know we had that game last night with the the bucks and the eagles that we had an interest in and it is like watching a high school football team with the buccaneers offense it was like Oh my gosh, I am I, like I'm struggling to get through this game. Of course, I can't turn it off because I got money on it. But it's like well, that's, why they, that's why the Chiefs brought in Taylor Swift. 
I mean, they're trying everything they can. <laughs> the Buccaneers game last night, Baker Mayfield, he's kind of like Jameis Winston, right? He's the white Jameis Winston. <laughs> you're either going to get the best game you've ever seen in your life, or you're going to get something to make you go, you should be working at the snack bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a play, Casey, where the, you know, the Buccaneers have the ball, and he drops back to pass, and there is like a C, like the it part of like Moses would have looked at that and been like, look at the hole! <laughs> and he decides to throw in the rain. He mm-hmm. could have run for 50 yards. Hammer or I could have picked up the first down and then some. And he decides in the rain to throw a 50-yard pass that is not from me to that wall over there near a receiver. And we're looking at this going, what is he doing? Well, what, did he not do his checkdowns or... Made a bad decision, and yeah, you would think that a guy who's been in the league making. this long yes! would be able to fix that. There's a great meme that goes around, and I've seen it about Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. <laughs> if they worked in any other field, would they be this wildly inconsistent, one way or the other? Yeah. Like if Jameis Winston ran a daycare, when you dropped your kid <laughs> off in the morning, when you went back in the afternoon to pick him up, he would either be fluent in Chinese or be dead. <laughs> There's no in between. Uh, uh, and then one other thing we got to talk about here, and the NFL's got to get a handle on this. The Buccaneers had a chance to impact that game at the end if they kept trying and called their timeouts. And they just gave up. They just quit. They just quit. I mean, it's like, hey, you stop them, we get a timeout, we get the ball back. If the NFL's going to take people's money on sports <laughs> betting, don't you have an obligation that the team actually has to try hey, to the end of the game? Sean McVay it. knows the spread. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay kicked a meaningless field goal last week for the Rams that had no impact on the game at all in the closing seconds, and it covered the spread. I mean, I had two bets on that game, and they both depended on the Buccaneers trying at the end of the game. Either way, if they had just tried, I would have won the bet. And they refuse to try. Mm, I'm sorry. So, yeah, you're right. There are some bad teams in the NFL. Uh, The haves and the have-nots are really starting to uh, (laughs) separate themselves, it seems like. And my gosh, the Bears are not going to win a game. They're going to be the first 0-17 team. So this weekend, Rob, how much do you love the Bears? Because they play the Broncos. Now, the Broncos just gave up a 70-burger to the Miami Dolphins. And now the Bears are playing the Dolphins. Final score, Broncos 35, Bears 3. Oh, no. I think you you guys should just stick to college football. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Do you see the ratings for NBC for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Oh, yeah. It should have been good. It was the game of the year so far. And that Game of the year. Highest rated game in 30 years. Yeah. Ten and a half million viewers. On NBC, right. But they don't air a lot of college football. They They air Notre Dame games. Aren't they airing some Big Ten games? Yes. Well, yeah. The the low-level games. Right. You're not getting Ohio State-Michigan on NBC. When you get undefeated like Georgia against Bama, that's probably going to beat, you know, uh, an NBC game. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Bill O'Reilly is going to join us. How exciting. He's going to call into the program. We're going to do it live after five. (laughs) See what I did there? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.